Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. Dearly beloved, we have gathered here today to figure out how to escape the matrix. We have been trapped in this place for a long time, and today we're going to figure out how do you thrive without social media. That is the name of the game. Uh, seven years ago, I'm going to share the story a little bit today. Uh, I left social media, and my life has never been the same since. My business has never been the same since. And uh, my goal for the end of today is that you have a bunch of new strategies that you can literally just replace all your social media time wasting with these new strategies and you could dive into the deep end and go in a completely different direction with a completely different set of strategies than what you're currently running with because you don't have to be on social media to thrive. So my first question, I always love to ask this question. Um, why do you wish to escape from social media? What are your reasons for wanting to get off of Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn, X or Twitter, whatever it is now? What are some of your reasons? I've had about 4,000 people go through this workshop so far. And uh, the patterns are pretty standard. I've seen it all. And uh, oftentimes what it looks like is, is that it's it's a time suck. It's a waste. It drains your energy. It doesn't feel good. It's divisive. It is gross. I've heard that a lot. Um, and I think, you know, seven years ago, social media was, it felt like it was ramping in the direction that it's now headed and is full steam going. Um, a lot's really, it's just not good. So if you have reasons, share in the chat. And I would love to hear. So uh, Virgie says, energy and time drain. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, the amount of, imagine our life flashes before our eyes at the end of this experience. And we see how many moments we spent scrolling the endless wall. That's not how I want to remember this experience of being a human. So for me, uh, this is me over here on the right, sitting on top of the mountain. This was just over seven years ago. And uh, my son was just born. We just launched a new branch of Magic Media called The Great E-Course Adventure. And it was like a, an online course for building courses. And it was like Saturday Night Live meets Indiana Jones. And it was epic. It was an amazing new chapter in my life. I had been contemplating leaving social media for about three years before. I created a group on Facebook called... Oh, what was it called? It was called Evacuate Facebook or something like that. And it was picking up steam. I just, I wanted to create conversations around like what other alternatives are there to being on social media? And uh, the, the lessons in this presentation are everything that I learned after I left. But I had this moment. There was, there was literally a, a turning point or a defining moment where I'm sitting there, I'm watching the sunset, I'm feeling pretty blissed out. And I caught my, I caught my thoughts already writing the post about that moment that I was going to put up on Facebook. And it was in that moment that I realized my thoughts were not my thoughts. My brain had been hacked. Facebook owned my thoughts. And that felt really 
really terrible. It was very alarming to me. And I literally went home, told my wife, I'm getting off social media. And I told my friends and I left the next day, deleted my accounts, which was a very, very scary thing to have a new baby, a new branch of my business. My number one marketing strategy was being on social media and posting three times a day. Like that was what I had done for the previous 10 years. So leaving was, it was scary as hell. It was, it was the reason why most people don't leave is because what's the alternative? And I couldn't really see the alternative because I was so enmeshed into social media. But my reasons were clear. I knew I had to go. And some of the reasons that I'd written down before leaving uh, of what felt off inside of me were rather than connect us, it divides us. Rather than being inspired, we feel anxious. Rather than building friendships, we get followers, which is was kind of a weird, twisted thing. Rather than feeling more connection, we have more loneliness than ever before. I felt very lonely while I was on those platforms. Rather than feeling safe to share our thoughts, we censor them. Or if we're lucky enough, they're censored for us these days. And rather than being free, we become more and more addicted to our devices. So these were my reasons. I had to escape. I had to get off and I did. Leaving was crazy. You know, you imagine Neo in the Matrix uh, with the, he takes the pill and then reality is never the same. It was really, really weird. I left, deleted the accounts and it wasn't like, you know, friends started texting me and calling me like, hey, dude, you want to hang out? Where are you, man? I saw you left social media. What's up? It was nothing like that. It was absolute crickets. There were no party invites. There was no like, hey, we're getting together to go play sports. It was nothing. And we were we just moved to the island that we're on three years before. So we're still in the early stages of building community and and creating a village around us. We had this newborn, had the business. but didn't have a tribe. And, and it really made me realize that the people in my life who were online, the social media friends that I had, weren't real friends because they weren't showing up once my profile was gone. And that was a really tough pill to swallow. I felt very lonely for a lot of months. And then I figured I had to do something. So I started um, a group called Man Ventures, which we're, we're about six years in. We get together every Tuesday. And whatever guys show up on Tuesday, decide what the adventure is the following week. And you can't do the same thing two weeks in a row. And it's been a phenomenal way to build community. It's been a phenomenal way to create a, a group of brothers, mostly dads. Um, we've really learned how to build a village around us. And, you know, if one of the guys has a baby, a group of men will go chop their winter supply of firewood. If, you know, somebody's got a big building project, we'll show up, we'll support barn raising parties, all sorts of stuff. My wife, she built a similar group called the Mama Hive. Uh, her group started with just a small group of moms on the island who have babies the same age as ours. And it's grown to over 800 local moms and grandmothers from the island here. And it's become an incredible support system for moms to ask questions, to get support. Uh, they've done tons of crowdfunding. If there's a death in the community that moms will band together, they'll do meal trains like real community stuff. And I realized after leaving social, like this is what's missing in our world. This is why there's so much loneliness. And we had to go out there and create this village-like experience for ourselves. But 
creating village in our local area taught me so much about creating village inside of team inside of the relationships we have with our clients and with our partners and inside of my magic mind community it's like creating a sense of belonging was what was missing for me and social media was giving me a false sense of belonging but it wasn't real because when i left if i was sick if we needed support nobody from social media was showing up to help we had to create that in our local community. And I, I can't stress this enough. Regardless of what your marketing strategy is, every single one of us needs local people in our local area that we can lean on and that we can count on. Real, beautiful community in the real world. So I learned some very valuable lessons. One of the lessons I learned at that time in my life is the world doesn't need more social media. We don't need more platforms. We don't need more apps. What we need is more social connection. We need more people getting together and feeling all right. Doing the things that we've been doing throughout all of our ancestors' lifetimes. It's just like being together. So my question for all of you, first question is, how many hours per week would you guess you use social media? Uh, it could be five, it could be 10 hours. And, and using social media, this is like, watching, scrolling, taking the time to make content, think about content, comment on stuff, post, messenger, etc. The amount of time you think you're immersed inside of those various apps and platforms. How many hours? What's your best guess at that? Because this is a really important number. We Crystal says too much. Don't worry, you're not, there's no shame in this. This is like, this is the intervention. This is the turning point. So uh, Virgie says, paying for someone to do it for you. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, get somebody to do it for you. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. So too much. Yeah, I, I would say the average with the 4,000-ish people that have come through this, the average would be 10 to 15 hours per week. So that's 40 to 60 hours per month. You add that up over the course of the year and you're looking at five, six, seven hundred hours per year that could be devoted to other things. So let's just imagine you don't even have to make the decision. The social media platforms go down tomorrow for whatever reason. What would you do with all that extra time? What would you do with that extra 40, 50, 60 hours per month? What would you do? What are some of the things that you say you don't have enough time to do, but really you do have enough time? It's just not prioritized time. So what would you say you would do? Because the big why is important. You know, you're not going to leave social media unless you have a big enough why on the other side of it that's going to help fill that void. Because when you leave, there's going to be this massive chasm. There's going to be a huge void of energy and time and creativity and space. And it has to be filled with something. So what will you fill it with? Will you do more exercising? Will you hang out with more friends? Will you join a club? Will you go to more yoga classes, read more books, create more stuff, write your book that you've been thinking about? What would you do? Nice. Virgie says, I do real work on, on and thinking about my business of helping people. So this is... This is the amazing thing is like you do have a choice. Every day you've got a choice. For me, a lot of things really changed 
when I left. My work days on a, a short work day was nine hours, seven years ago. Average work days were usually like 12 hours on my laptop per day. And that's to me, it just seems outrageous now because I've managed to get my focus in and my work days are typically six to six and a half hours. And that feels good. I play golf 250 days a year at sunrise. First thing in the morning, I compete professionally. And this is the big one. Like, obviously, I have more time for my family. I have more time to be a dad and, and go on adventures with my kid every afternoon when I finish work at 3.30. But this is the big one is my revenue has increased every year since leaving social media. Now, a part of that was survival. I quit. I had to figure it out fast because I had bills to pay. And when you have to figure things out fast, it's like a fire that just like it, you have no choice. I had no choice. And so what you'll find is that chasm gets filled and, and what can emerge from it is everything that you've always wanted that you thought you had to wait for a later date to receive. So this is, this is a mathematical equation. Now, I wasn't very good at math when I was in school. I'm a college dropout turned entrepreneur. And, uh, but this is a math equation that I, I made up. And the, the, the answer is going to help you decide, are you wasting your time on social media? So question number one, write down how much money do you think you generate from time on social media? This could be selling courses, getting clients, booking, filling up events, etc. How much money do you think you're getting? You may not be able to track the exact dollar amount, but is it $0? Is it $500 a month on average? Do you think you're making thousands of dollars? What's your best guess? So let's just pretend that it's $1,000 a month. We're just going to go for easy math because that's my style. And then divide that by the number of hours you're on social media. So let's just pretend it's 10 hours a week that you're doing social media. That's 40 hours a month. You're making 1000 bucks for 40 hours. That's getting paid $25 a month or $25 an hour. Now, most of you who are here, probably professionals, you're building a business would you accept $25 an hour from a client? If you were doing your thing, would $25 an hour be enough to cover your time and you feel a, a good exchange? For majority of people that are probably here right now, the answer would be no. So a professional salary for, for doing work as a coach, as a teacher, educator, et cetera, might be minimum $100 an hour. So if you're only getting paid the $25 an hour for the time you're putting into, into Facebook and Instagram and all the things, it is not worth it. You're wasting your time, okay? So you're wasting your time if you're not making at least $100 for every hour you put onto social media. A lot of people play do social media like it's a slot machine. It's like I'm just going to keep putting my coins in and keep switching this dial hoping something different happens. Maybe one of these days I will hit the jackpot. That's not how it works. The game is rigged. Unless you're putting a lot of money into it, the game is rigged and you need to find a better way. So how do you do business without social media? One word. This is this word themified several years of my life. Every New Year's, I pick a word that themes my life. And this particular word it was my guiding compass those first two years while I had to figure things out. And the word is relationships. 
How do we be in relationship with each other in the real world, in the business world, in the world away from social media? And this has completely shaped how I market, how I do business, how I do business partnerships. It's shaped how we build community in my in my local community here. So relationships are the key, the old fashioned way, calling people up, talking to them, booking meetings, having coffee, going for walks, all the things that are actually really fulfilling to do as a human that don't require you to be posting and coming up with content and clever ideas on the infinitely deep wall of social media that is never ending. So now we're getting into the the grit of like, These are 19 relationships-based marketing strategies that we do at Magic Media, that we do at our other publishing company, Magic Kids, that our clients do. These work. They're not rocket science, but they will skyrocket your ability to grow without social media. So this is where you're going to want notebooks because we're going to go fast. Number one, email marketing. It's so obvious. So many people have email lists that you just don't email. And it's, it's wild. I had somebody on this workshop a little while ago and they had 90,000 people on their email list and hadn't emailed them in over six months. It just blew my mind. We've done launches uh, for partners. Like we did a, a community launch. She generated $35,000 and she had 120 people on her email list. So like you don't need a lot of people, but the email list that you have, the people that are there, whether it's Whether it's 50 people, whether it's 500, whether it's 5,000, treat those people like gold. Now, I, if you're on my email list, which I'm, I'm assuming most of you are, because I'm not on social media, you hear from me more often than most other email lists. I'm emailing articles, podcast episodes, videos, usually two, sometimes four times a week. Because when people are on social media, you're posting one to three times a day on average for the majority of people that are all in on social media. And so for me, my newsletter is my direct communication from anybody that wants to work with me, be coached by me, experience my work and, and dig into what it is that I have to share. So with your email list, treat them like gold. They are your sacred people and love them up. If you're not in regular communication, minimum one time a week with your email list, They've forgotten about you and they're listening to somebody else. You need to be front of mind for people. And I, I had an interview with uh, Ross O'Loughlin from the uh, Conversion Engineers. He's an awesome guy. And he had a quote. Uh, he had, I'm going to be promoting his ebook a little later this month. Uh, one of the quotes was, I only send emails to my list on days I want to make money. And it's just a beautiful statement and so true. It is the direct line of communication. So be present in your email. Your email is so important. I can't stress it enough. So if you um, aren't doing a great job with your email list, make a commitment to email them at least once a week in the new year. Tell them stories, share tips, give them ideas on how they can improve. Like there's so many things you can do. You can have guest people in your email list do email marketing. Next one, this one has blown my mind and changed my life. Craft and tour a signature workshop. So what is a signature workshop? 
welcome. You're at my signature workshop. This wasn't an intended signature workshop. I got asked to teach this workshop to uh, Marketing for Hippies last year, uh, Tad Hargrave's community, and we had 1,100 people sign up. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this. So I tightened it up. I tightened the presentation up. I just kept improving it. And then I started pitching. And this year I've done 20 of this workshop on other stages and grown my email list by over 4,000 people. So what is a signature, signature workshop? It's a new audience's first experience with you. It's a 60 minute workshop. And in the 60 minute workshop, you want to share your story. So how you got to where you are, the philosophy that you've learned. So what you really believe to be true based on your experience, you're going to guide them through their first transformation. You're going to help them actually start a new path in their life, make a, make a tangible change. And then you're going to call them to adventure. And the call to adventure is, do you want to work with me? Here's my community. Here's my course. I have this workshop coming up, whatever it might be. It's an opportunity to let's go on this journey together to the top of the mountain. And then the beautiful thing about the signature workshop, you craft it once and you tour it again and again and again. And every time I do this, I'll improve it. Like this little point form note, this is new. I just did this 10 minutes before we started here. One of the new improvements to this slide. So, and then what's awesome is you get to do more of what you love, which is teaching, and you get to do less of what you don't love. And that's being on social media. You can get off social media when you're doing these things. So touring the workshop has been amazing. I've had so many people who have welcomed me into their communities, who have shared this workshop with their, their people, invited them all in. Some of you may have been invited by other people, and that's how you got on my list. It works. We just did a training. Um, it ended, when did it end? Not long ago. It ended a, a few weeks ago. We had 57 people craft into our signature workshops, and it was such an amazing experience to see everybody just like come up with their amazing workshop and then go deliver it. If anybody wants to learn how to do that, we've got all the templates the and the training right there at the link I just posted. Next up, this is one most people have never even thought of. Uh, I didn't think of it until I was doing it. And uh, this is licensing. So between 2009 and 2012, I taught 500 plus meditation workshops and I toured them. I taught them in my local community. I was teaching four days a week. Sometimes I would be teaching, you know, for weeks on end every single day if I was doing a retreat or I was involved in another program. And then at the end of that stint, I felt like it was time to move on. And I produced, I spent a year and a half producing a world-class audio library, custom composed music, 48 tracks, sharing all of the different techniques that I had facilitated inside of group experiences. And it's done very, very well. Uh, I started with a contract at Mind Valley on their Omvana app. And then I just started like licensing to a bunch of different platforms. And that, that one library has been licensed to a bunch of apps. Here's, here's some of the ones that I'm on. And that's generated hundreds of thousands of dollars of pure passive income. I haven't had to grow an audience. And I have literally reached millions of meditators. If you go onto some of these apps, you'll go into the review section. I have tens of thousands of reviews on my meditations. I mean, for every teacher that I've ever met that's trying to build an online business, that is the dream. And this has been pure passive. I haven't taught a meditation workshop for years. And my income still keeps going up every year because of these tracks. So if you have an audio library, 
if you have some form of certification course, if you've got really high quality work, like a course or something, think about who licensing, what licensing partners might be a fit for you. Now, my experience is in the meditation space uh, because I built that audio library. Uh, we created a, a list that I'll email once a year to get more licensing contracts. But I taught a course this year about exactly this. How do you build your meditation business? How do you produce a world-class library? How do you license your stuff? If anybody's interested, there's a link to that training. But licensing has been life-changing for me. And it also, our new kids publishing company is a licensing model. So we are, we produce amazing stories like kids audio stories and books we also have licensed a massive library of children's music from musicians all over the world and we have also um, been licensing amazing imagination meditations and uh, we do curriculum that come with every single story so we're looking for artists and we're the first fair pay publishing company so half the revenue we generate goes back into the artist pool so those artists can be paid well for the revenue. We just launched our app last week, so hallelujah. Uh, but licensing is an amazing way to leverage the assets you are and have created. And there's a lot, like our spreadsheet is over 100 meditation apps and there's so many more. Next, guest appearances. We've all been told, like, go on a podcast tour. But I have a story about podcasts. So, and this will help put things into perspective for you about the how... I wouldn't say they're ineffective, but less effective doing podcasts and guest blogging are. They're still great, and I still encourage you to do them, but there's a better way to do things. So I had a podcast interview on the $100 MBA earlier this year, and we had 120,000 downloads in the first week. I was like, this is great. We're going to email this. It's going to blow up. And then I, like, I checked, and it didn't. We had like maybe 20 people join the list that week. And then the following week, I taught this workshop to that audience and my email list went up by almost 500 people. It's just, it's wild to, to see. So when I reach out to, um, to find hosts to host this workshop, instead of asking, can I be on your podcast? I say, I have this workshop. Can I do this workshop for you? And I try and get them to say yes on that first. And if they say yes on that, I'm like, great. Do you want to have me on your podcast a week or two before the workshop? to help fill up the workshop. Now, oftentimes it'd be like a yes, or they'll say, no, I'm not interested in the workshop, but come on the podcast. And that's a nice win-win. Either way, we're getting a yes. Um, I also did a ton of guest blogging back when I was teaching meditation. I just had a spreadsheet, I'd write an article and I'd pitch it to 50 different blogs. And I got published by a whole bunch at that point, which helped grow my email list. So guest appearances are fantastic. Again, it's a relational thing. Once you get your foot in the door, really just, Keep present with those relationships. Like all the signature workshops I've done, I'll be following up a year later and be like, let's do it again. Do you want to come teach workshops for me? And, and so there's this reciprocity that takes place. And it's a beautiful gift. Next is profit sharing. So this one's really interesting. I already mentioned Magic Kids. We pay 50% of the revenue for our book and app subscription sales back into the artist pools. Um, Magic Media... Back in the days when I was figuring out how to, how to function without social, I transformed my business model. Instead of doing client work, which used to be soul-sucking for me, even though I worked with epic people, uh, I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I want to see the reward from the work we put in. And 
And even though we, we got paid well, um, at the end of a project, I just feel so drained. And so we shifted the model to a partnership model where we will work with a partner, whether it's building their mighty network community, helping with their launch process, building online courses, trainings, teacher trainings, et cetera, whatever it might be. And they'll pay us a retainer. And then we get a revenue share for two to three years, depending on the project. And then we pass it off to them. And that has been so satisfying because I always found the client work felt like an employee employer relationship, whereas this business partner thing, it just like, if it's a totally different vibe. And there's been a few cases where we've just absolutely kicked ass and won the game. And that has just been amazing. And oftentimes it's like we win the game, but sometimes when you do these types of revenue share, you can really win the game. And that's a beautiful thing where everybody wins like that. So profit sharing is interesting. You can think about that. If you do services, if you're a service provider, you provide media or design or, or business coaching, you can think about this as, as a potential way to generate revenue. It's a lower entry level than like say, hey, it's $100,000 for this thing. It might be like, hey, it's $25,000 up front, but then we're going to get a rev share for the next three years. And we're going to all go on this journey together. So there's a lot of ways to think about it. Um, I have more resources in the Magic Minds, uh, my online community. If you're interested in profit sharing, learn about that. Next is collaborative. Similar, but different. I would not be where I am if it wasn't for my creative brain of collaborating. Now, how many talented artists do you know that work crappy jobs that they don't like? They're working at a cafe or they're working for a corporation and they're so talented. And you're like, you're so talented. You should be doing something else. Well, my guess is a lot of you here, you're visionaries, you know what you want to do. You may not have the design or the media skills to do all the things. Now, if you're clear enough and you have a, a clear enough vision and idea that you can communicate to talented artists, you can enroll them. And I've done this. Uh, I built the great e-course adventure on partnerships. I enrolled my buddy, Andy, who was an incredible techie and an amazing designer. I, I enrolled my buddy, Blair, to come do all the video production and the media making. And we collaborated and we did a revenue share. Same goes with the meditation library I produced. Blair and I did a revenue share for the first chunk of years. You can come up with these amazing ideas and you can enroll other artists to become team members with you. And they invest just like any entrepreneur would, their sweat equity and their talent. And then you figure out whatever the win-win percentage split is that if this takes off, you get 30% or whatever it might be. It's an amazing way to build a business without having the hundreds of thousands of dollars of budget in your bank account or having to go get investors to invest, which takes a lot of time. I've raised $400,000 over the last bunch of years of investment capital. Collaborations are way better, way better because everybody is trying to win that game and everybody's invested in the outcome. So think about who could you collaborate with? Make a list of people over the holidays that you would love to collaborate with on that idea that you've been thinking about for a long time. Next, affiliate marketing. I mean, this is a tried, tested, and proven thing. Um, I've, I've done well through affiliate partners. So affiliate partners is somebody promotes your stuff and they get commissions on any of the referrals they send your way uh, who end up purchasing the thing. So it's like somebody... An affiliate may have sent you to this webinar. And if you join my community or you join one of my programs, they'll get a kickback. 
Now, some people are like, oh, that's sketchy and gross, but it's like, well, would you rather give your friend the 20 or 30% for the referral fee, or would you rather give Mark Zuckerberg the 20 or 30% marketing fee? I would much rather my friends who like me, who believe in me, who know my work, know my heart, I'd rather them get the money than Zuckerberg. I can tell you that much because I know they're going to feed their family with that money. I know they're going to have a nice vacation if they make enough money. I want them to have it. So affiliate marketing is beautiful. There's all sorts of systems. We use Thrivecart for our affiliate marketing stuff. It's a great platform. You can do all your shopping cart stuff, your affiliate stuff. You can, um, you can, you can do a lot with it. And uh, it's only $500. It's a one-time payment. Uh, that's what we use. Now, with affiliate marketing, the number one recommendation I have is you just got to be really organized. If you're asking somebody, will you promote my thing in this such and such timeline? And they say yes to you, then you need to have a media page. And, and I'll give you an idea of what a media page is because a lot of people do this wrong. I did this wrong a lot of times. Getting people to say yes to promoting you is one thing, but actually having them follow through, you have to make it so easy for them to follow through and actually do the thing. So I'll just show you real quick one of the media pages we've been working on uh, for this particular workshop. So I asked somebody, do you want to host my Thriving in Business Without Social Media workshop? They say yes. We have a copy-paste email. It's like, great, here's the next steps. Book your date, go to our media page. All the copy-paste emails and social posts are there. So they come here after getting that email. They can sign up as an affiliate to promote our stuff if they want to be an affiliate. And like I did one yesterday for Ross and, and he did not want to be an affiliate. He's like, I just believe in this and I want to promote it and I don't need a kickback. And that's the case a lot of times. We have a few pre-written emails, three pre-written emails that can copy paste and they put their own URL in there. Same for social media posts. We've done a bunch of banners here. Uh, people, can, they can watch the previous version of this workshop if they want. Uh, get the landing page copy, download the PDF version of this, which you all get towards the end of this presentation. Uh, and then they can also book the calendar, get the bio, all the things. It's just like one-stop shop. And that prevents a whole bunch of back and forth of like, oh, can you send this? Oh, we need this, blah, 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 blah. It's like, go to the media page. If you, if you need anything that's not on the media page, let me know and we'll get it for you. But you have a one-stop shop and you have to have that in order to get people to actually want to be your affiliate because they you just you can't make them have to think you can't make them have to ask you stuff so that's my advice for for affiliate marketing next sponsors this is going to be a part of magic or magic kids business model is finding story sponsors um you know i have a buddy who has a podcast and he he ended up getting a it's not a huge podcast he's like thousands of people downloading it but he managed to get one of the live streaming tech companies that have a camera and a switchboard thingy I can't remember the company, but they gave him $10,000 plus all the gear, which was thousands of dollars worth of gear for 20 episodes of sponsorship. So you don't have to have a huge audience. You just need to find the right alignment with tech companies or even local companies to sponsor the thing that you're doing. Next, uh, I started this earlier this year. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I love it. I have two hours every Friday morning that I devote to free coaching sessions for people on my email list. And it's been awesome. Usually I'll get four to six people that I coach. It's 15 minute laser focused coaching sessions where they're allowed. We focus on one specific thing. And this has led to more sales. This has led to an amazing connection with the people who have been 
on my email list who I haven't yet interfaced with. And, and it's very satisfying. And because I'm not on social media, I can afford two hours on Fridays to go hang out with people and coach them. And that's led to more people joining the magic mind, more people buying my black Friday specials, more people joining my other courses. So if you have some form of coaching practice and this fits in that you can put, you know, six free sessions per week that are 15 to 20 minutes and they have a really specific outcome and purpose you're going for. This has been amazing for me and I will continue doing this in the new year. Next, most people ignore their family and friends, but maybe your family and friends are people who can send referrals. All your family and friends know people. They might think you're like the weird person in the family that does that thing that nobody understands. But maybe if you communicate to them what you actually do and you ask them, hey, do you know anybody that might need what I have? They might go, oh, yeah, Mabel. Oh, send Mabel your way. She knows somebody. Then Mabel will send you people. And before you know it, just through your family and friends, you're building a successful business. Next, I don't continue. I don't consider YouTube to be a social media platform. Uh, YouTube to me is entertainment and education. Everybody can define it how they want. Uh, but YouTube Shorts has been fun. I use an editing plat software called CapCut, C-A-P-C-U-T. Uh, and YouTube Shorts, they, YouTube really uh, rewards Shorts because they're trying to compete with TikTok. And I've had a blast like shooting a bunch of B-roll, doing some voiceover, adding music. And I've got my workflows to be quite quick using that app CapCut. So if you like being creative and you like telling little stories, YouTube Shorts is a great way to find new audiences and grow your audience. And then here's a bunch of just other things that we have been doing at uh, Magic Kids, press releases. You know, have you reached out to your local media ever? Magazines, newspapers, TV. I've been interviewed on at least 100 outlets over the years. Magazines, TVs, newspapers, etc. Uh, and that doesn't include podcasts. If you have a product, retail stores, we've sold a lot of, most of our book sales have come from markets and, and trade shows. Uh, we, when we launched Magic Kids, we gave away 500 books. I reached out to 10 different companies that I really loved, said, hey, we're a new company. We love your work. We want to gift the parents on your team a bunch of books, and then we'd send them books. And this is actually, this strategy is what got our foot in the door with one of the biggest comedy ads agencies in the world, the Harmon Brothers, uh, who we have gone on to make. We have produced this year 30 comedy ads that will be going live in February. Now, caveat, those 30 comedy ads, guess where we're going to be marketing? Social media. But we're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars promoting those ads. We've put in a big budget. We've made amazing content. We've worked with one of the best comedy agencies. That comedy agency is managing our whole campaign to make sure it goes well. And that's my opinion. That is how social media can work for you. I won't be the guy to be doing the ads. I won't be the guy to be on social media doing all the things. That'll be something that their team is doing and somebody from my team's doing. Next, workshop tours are amazing. I made a lot of money doing workshop tours back in the day when I was teaching meditation. I pick a city. Edmonton was one of my favorites in Alberta. And I would go on a, a tour. I would do call a bunch of yoga studios and wellness centers and stuff. And I would pitch, you know, I'd try and get five to say yes to doing a two hour intro workshop. I usually charge 25 to $30. The studio would keep or 30%. I keep 70% and they would promote it and fill it up. I get 15 to 30 to sometimes 50 people in a room for that ticket price. 
I would sell my audio library at the end of it. And I would usually have at least half the room walk away with my, my audio library at a discounted price. And then I would sell a day long workshop at the end of the week at another location. And so I'd be basically gathering a bunch of people at each of those might have three to five join. And then I would fill a room for my day long workshop at the end of the week. And I would come home, my pockets would be full of money. So if you have a local city, uh, a city near you that you could target and do an experiment with, it was amazing. I loved going on tours. It was fun and I made a lot of money. Next, audience competitions, contests, getting engaging, getting people to play games with you uh, is fun. And then finding local partners. Remember, local is so key, so powerful. We forget about our local community because of this silly thing called the internet. And really, you could probably build a thriving business doing exactly what you're doing just by focusing on helping local people and local businesses and doing your thing right where you are. So how can social media work? That was 19 strategies, by the way. And those are all strategies that we're using. So how can social media work for you? Do you have to quit cold turkey? No, I'm not telling anybody that you need to quit or have to quit or that you're doing something wrong or bad by spending your time on social media. For me, quitting works. Uh, but it, how can it work? You need a clear strategy. You need a publishing schedule. Every single person here is an entrepreneur in the modern day. That means you have a media company. What do media companies do? They have a publishing schedule. You know, we post X number of days per week or we post around this time. You have to be consistent. That was one of, one of the most important things while I was teaching workshops is like consistency is the key to building community and building success because when see, people see that you're solid and you're consistent, they trust you more. And trust is really important in business for if, if you want people to give you their money. Next, you got to be disciplined. You got to take back your brain and be disciplined. We In my family, we have a phone box. The phone box lives in the studio. The studio is detached from the house. That prevents me from peeking at my phone in the after hours while I should be present with my family. So be disciplined. Uh, hire a team if you can. You know, like that $25 an hour thing. Hire somebody else to do that work. You know, pay the thousand bucks a, a month to have somebody doing 10 hours a week at $25 an hour to do your social media so you don't have to. And then you get that 40 hours back. And what are you going to do with that 40 hours? You're probably going to thrive more and be become more magnetic and you won't even think about that thousand bucks because you'd be having so much fun doing the other stuff that actually generates more revenue for you. And the last thing is make your work art. If you want to stand out, you got to really find your own creative edge in the work you're doing, whether it's through video, audio, written word, be the artist that you are. You are a creator. We are all creators and we need to be turning our, our work into art so that people can resonate with it more. Um, if you love social media or parts of social media, build your own social media platform. We use Mighty Networks. You can build your online online community. You can have multiple communities. You could have a one-off course that is its own secular community. You can have a membership that is like an all-inclusive buffet, which is what I have. So like our Magic Mind community is, is it's on Mighty Networks. I have all of my courses, all my trainings, all my creator templates. Uh, but people can also come just purchase a one-off course and be a part of that secular community, or they can purchase the whole lot and just pay a monthly fee. Having With Mighty Networks, you can do a lot. If you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's well worth the investment of energy to build your own platform over there. It's great. We've built 15 to 20 over the last four or five years for other communities. And now, you know, it's the holidays. It's Christmas. It's New Year's. It's Hanukkah's just passed. 
this is the time of year to give yourself a nice gift. So number one, reevaluate your marketing strategy. Decide if social media works for you, your business, your desired lifestyle, the way that you're going about being in relationship with others. And over the holidays, spend a day or even just half a day taking everything we just talked about. And I'm going to give you a PDF soon that's going to summarize everything that we talked about, all the strategies. But spend a day making a new plan. How do you go about 2024? I guarantee if you just keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And in fact, they'll probably actually get worse results if you keep doing the same thing because the algorithms are rigging the system even more every year. Leave social if you must or cut way back or hire somebody to do the thing. And then most importantly, protect your time and consciousness. Time is the most valuable asset. What you do with your time is so important. Be creative, be an artist and protect your consciousness. There's so much fear porn out there that is just like eating away at us, whether we're conscious or subconscious and just take care of yourself. Take care of that beautiful creative mind of yours and do good with the energy that you have. Now I'm going to, uh, pop into the chat here. There's a bunch of links that we've talked about. Um, this particular link is the, the first one at the top is for the PDF version. It's four pages. It's like a checklist for you of like which strategies you're going to run with. I highly recommend you download it, print it out and choose, choose one to three of the strategies that we just went through here. I know this was fast and furious. Your head's probably spinning that is on purpose. We're going to disorient you so you can get reoriented to a new reality and a new life. Next Wednesday. Okay, so teaching is one of the most important things. I Magic Media, my business, we have been a service provider, like a boutique service provider, helping to leverage the life's work of a lot of other people. Beginning of this year, I was like, I want to teach way more. I miss teaching. I used to teach so much. Now I like, I coach, but not teach groups and guide workshops and all that sort of stuff. So this year I set the intention to teach more. I've done 20 of this workshop. I led a group of 40 meditation teachers through a six month, six month program. 57 people went through my signature workshop training. I've generated over, I think $120,000 this year, just from teaching workshops with people. And if you really want to step into your teacherhood next week on Wednesday, two and a half hour workshop, uh, called Teach 2024. I'm going to guide you through a really creative process where you're going to come up with a lot of workshop ideas. And then you're going to map out the ideas. You're going to build some copy around them. And you're going to book your dates. So you're teaching at least one paid workshop every month next year. And one of the beautiful things, if you have a membership or a subscription, like what I do, I have all these workshops I'm going to be teaching next year and that I taught this year. Some of them are $100. Some of them are $500. Some of them are 1000 you can buy those individually or you can join my $247 a month membership. And when you're teaching a lot of workshops, that just increases the value of what you have as a membership. So just something to think about. Teaching is one of the most fun ways you can make money and build a business. And with some of these marketing strategies we've talked about today, you can fill them up. So this workshop, uh, it's the second link in that uh, bundle of links I just shared there. It's only $100. It's going to be epic. There will be a recording. You will get the templates afterwards if you want to just do the recording over the holidays. And it will fire you up and set you on the right track for the new year. Uh, this is a training. If you don't have a group coaching program and you've always wanted one, uh, this is a 
it's almost four months long training where you're going to actually create a, a flagship training that'll be a group program that's four weeks long. You're going to launch it, market it, and you're going to actually deliver it during this whole training here. So that'll be something that, you know, it's a program you're going to sell for probably 500 to $1,000 to your audience. And it's something you'd be able to do two, three, four times a year as one of your revenue streams. And next, if you like me, um, you can join my magic mind. This is my all you can experience buffet of all my courses, all my trainings. We meet three times a week. Um, and you can come check this out. If you're looking for ongoing support, we're a pretty awesome group of people. It's intimate. It's kind of like the TV show cheers from the eighties where everybody knows your name. You know, you come into the magic minds coaching sessions on Wednesdays. And it's like, Hey, Norm, nice to see you. And that's my intention. You know, it's, it's, $247 a month because I want to know everybody. I want to be able to, you know, be in your business with you and understand your business so I can better support you. Um, and so if you're interested in that, that's one of the links in that bundle. You can check it out. And uh, it includes all the trainings that I have live, upcoming, etc. And then finally, uh, I believe all my sessions are booked up. Actually, they are because I start holidays today um, with the exception of next Wednesday's workshop. But Book yourself in for a free 15-minute coaching session. It's the last link in that bundle. Uh, you can get book in for a Friday next uh, January or February, and we can go over your strategy and help you make your roadmap. And I love doing these sessions. So that is all from me. When this gets on YouTube, please share this workshop on social media because I can't. I'm not on social media. I need your help. Please share the link. And uh, do we have questions? I love to just, uh, is, does anybody want some coaching? Do you have some questions? Do you want to figure out how to, uh, process what we just went through. I'm hoping this was that, I think it's, the, was it the red pill in the matrix? I hope this is the red pill moment for you where you're like, okay, I can do this. I can actually step away and design the life and the business of my dreams of my making. And I can do it with clarity of how I'm actually going to do it. If I was to suggest anything, email marketing and a signature workshop would be the absolute two strategies. If you're going to do anything, do those. But everything can work. All those strategies we went through can work for you. So just curious, we're at the end of the presentation. What is standing out for you? Do you have questions? Uh, feel free to unmute yourself and, uh, and let me know. Uh, Crystal, will you have the Teach 2024 workshop in the new year? No. Um, I will have the recording available. You can, you can get the recording after it's done, but... Um, yeah, it'll just be that one, one experience and that'll be that. So if you can make it great, if you can't be there the day of, get it, do the recording. I try to do the uh, recording so that if you buy it and you watch it later, that you're still going through the same feeling experience. And it'll also come with a community space so you can share your results and you can get feedback inside of the Teach 2024 community space inside of our Mighty Network. So that that will be an ongoing place to like be a part of it. Um, can you give more examples of profit sharing and collaborative work? Yeah. So um, to make it relevant, what's, and feel free to unmute yourself if you want, come on, uh, share what it is that you do so that we can make it relevant to you and not just relevant to me. And I will sip my cup of coffee.
Bradley, thank you so much for all you do. We really appreciate it. This is super helpful. So what I do is I am the founder and principal of Crush Medical Debt. That's helping people who are struggling with medical bills. Mm. And we teach folks in three simple steps how to make sure that you don't lose your financial life and future. And we have multiple, multiple ways of packaging the information, packaging the process. And I'm getting feedback that we should narrow it down and focus. So our signature work is the podcast that we have hosted on Voice America, but of course is that's where all the back weekly show, the back archives are there, but of course it's available every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And we do have a signature workshop and we have a book, that audio, physical book, digital book, all the things. If you if you can think of it, Bradley, we probably have a way of getting it to folks because we're trying to figure out how you know everyone learns differently. Yeah. So I was confused about the difference between profit sharing and collaborative work and an example of how profit sharing or collaborative work would work for our products and our way of our our efforts to try to help folks and reach folks in the way that they can, where folks are and how they learn and receive information. Yeah. So it's a great question. Profit sharing and collaborative are, are, they're very, they're very close and similar. Like the profit sharing is like a rev share model. So for example, like with the magic kids app, we have all these artists, we're licensing all of their content. So we're licensing stories, we're licensing music, meditations, we're licensing the rights to voice actors and their voices in the audio stories. We're licensing our producers to produce and to score the music and sound effects and all these pieces. So then we have the revenue that's coming in and we have all these artists and they're all divided up inside of the pie so that they all earn a revenue based on, on who's coming. So for the profit share side of things, is there, is there any possible way that the clients you're working with or the companies you're working with, could you, could you figure out creatively other ways that um, the people you work with could become business partners and that when one wins, all win? Um, you know, like the, the clients that you work with and you support, is there, is there a revenue share model with them that not only are you supporting them with the debt side of things, but you could actually help them generate money? by them referring friends or something along those lines. So that would be the profit. The collaboration is like, what I found for collaboration is finding other people who are in your wheelhouse of like skills that you need. So like for me, finding my buddies to come be my designer, come be my media guys, come do my audio, et cetera. And then we, we split whatever we generate together. Um, other types of collaborations, uh, which I'll be doing in the new year, like Tad Hargrave from Marketing for Hippies, he and I are going to collaborate on a workshop together. So we're going to create something that we could not have done by ourselves by teaming up. So are there other teams in the similar industry that you could collaborate with and create a product or design a new set of resources or a show or a summit or a series or something like that where you're collaborating with other people creatively. And it's like what you build together is something that just you wouldn't be able to do if you're just going by yourself. 
Got it. Those are great examples. I appreciate it. One of the things we're doing, the, the way that I've been doing it to date is working with sponsors. So I have large a large insurance company that is looking at, they're looking for content. So great. Yes, they can sponsor our content. Awesome. Yeah. And we're looking at ways to say, okay, do you want to host our signature work workshop? Do you want yeah. to create a signature workshop together? And, you know, we go around on, you know, to the conferences and all those things and yeah. do their workshop, or I should say our workshop. So anyway, thank you. For I love it. And clarifying that, Bradley, much appreciated. And thanks much again for all you do. I, you're so welcome. And I have one more thought for you. If you have these relationships with, say, these insurance companies, um, licensing might be an interesting model to explore with them. You've created these courses, workbooks, etc., like a plethora of resources. Um, and this is something that we've done in the past is you could license them all the resources. So it's not your company delivering these things. They would white label so that it's their company's logo and it's it's basically branded as their company's product exactly. and you would license that and and they would pay you a licensing fee so they might pay you a percentage per sale they might pay you just outright to non-exclusively license the package and white label it. like there's a lot of ways uh recurring revenue is definitely the way that i would figure out the the model for any sort of licensing thing how would you do recurring revenue for a book, you know, audio books or video workshop, on-demand video workshop. How would you do that, Bradley? How would you structure recurring revenue licensing? Yeah. So, so here's an example. Uh, one of the companies that I worked with earlier on that kind of opened me up to the potential of licensing. Uh, they asked me to produce 10 uh, meditations for their company and they gave me specific themes. So I wrote the meditations, I produced them, we did the music, the whole thing. And so I think the number was they paid me about $35,000 as a down payment to do the thing, but I get a check every October for $12,000 so that they can maintain the licensing rights to my content. And so that licensing rights, I gave them two choices. It's either you pay me the licensing fee and it's, uh, you know, the $12,000 per year and uh, that's non-exclusive, meaning I can take those 10 meditations and I can put them on Mindvalley and Aura and Breathe and all the other apps. Or you can pay me triple and, and you know, it'd be $36,000 a year and of, to keep that recurring licensing going around. But it's exclusive to you and only you can be using these 10 tracks. And they went with the non-exclusive, obviously. And that's allowed me to just leverage that asset and do it somewhere else. So... Um, for you, it's like there'd be a down payment and that down payment might secure like, you know, you guarantee three years. And then after three years, they pay X dollars to maintain the rights to this bundle of stuff. It's, it's different for everybody. Um, and it would take some, it would definitely take some like creative thinking of like, well, here's five different ways we could do it. Which two feel like the best to bring forward to them. Amazing stuff. Awesome stuff, Bradley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Follow up. I'd be so curious to like, once this settles to hear um, what lands for you, you know, this is a sort of thinking is definitely my brain is like, Oh yeah, what could you do there? That would be creative. <laughs> we'll but definitely do. if you have all these assets, 
you're sitting on a massive potential to leverage these assets to other companies and partners. Like without a doubt, you've got something here that you could be leveraging all the things that you've made that are probably sitting on a shelf, not getting a lot of attention. So the question is like, what are some of the best ways you could leverage those? How did you know, Bradley, they are getting zero attention, including an app, the whole bit. You've said it all. You hit it right on the head. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll do. We'll do. You've, you've done the hard work and you've built the thing. Now the question is, how do you leverage the thing that you've created? And, and that is like, once you figure that out, then it's like the faucet pours and, and you're, you're in business. So um, yeah, if you ever need help, reach out. These we'll types do. of conversations are fun. Have an awesome one, Bradley, wishing you Thank even you. more success and health and happiness in the year in 2024. Thank you so much. And to you as well. Thank you for being here. I'm excited for your year next year. Um, do we have, uh, I could do one more question and then I, I'll have to log off in a few minutes here. Does anybody else have one more question or thought, reflection? What is one thing that you're going to change next year based on what you heard today? What struck you or resonated with you? Because if we keep going the way that we're going, chances are not a lot's going to change. And my guess is we're all here today because we want something to change. So now's a good moment to state it to yourself, state it to the chat, state it out loud. What's going to change? I can sit here in the awkward silence. It's totally cool. I'm up for it. You all reflect on that. All right, we have one. Nice. Patrick says, I'm not reactivating my Facebook account in 2024. Okay, well, welcome to the void, Patrick. Be sure to download that PDF so you're reminded of all the other ways you're going to have to focus and build relationships. And in the beginning, you are going to be the one that has to do all the outreach. You have to pitch. You have to be the one to make those connections and create community and and I'm sure you'll do great at that. So remember to download that PDF and, and commit. Congratulations. That is uh, as courageous and awesome. And it's actually, you're going to be like, holy shit, I have so much more free time to do all these other things that I've been thinking about doing. And chances are you'd be able to make more money because you have more of your own attention and creativity. That's the thing is like the way social media pulls us from our attention pulls us from our creative ideas because we're looking at other people's things and we're just like we're consuming rather than creating and when we step away from the consuming model of constantly looking scrolling watching reading etc we take back our own creative powers and we become the creators that we were born to be with all that extra time and space you start coming up with ideas you start thinking your own thoughts again you start to write your book you like my son and I, when we started this Magic Kids thing, we had so many books. I wrote and published 12 books in a year with my kid because I have my brain to do so. And so when we take back our creative mind, it's just amazing what's going to start to flow for all of you. So that would be my wish for everybody is just like become the empowered creator that you were born to be and step back away from the consumption model be the creator it's all the creators on the internet that make money not the consumers the consumers are the ones that spend money 
The creators are the ones that make money. Be a creator. And that's what I, my wish for all of you and what we'll leave on today. So thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I hope to see you at the Teach 2024 workshop. If you thought this was like some fireball of inspiration, that was going to be an explosion of inspiration that's going to set you on a path for the new year. So thank you so much. And uh, looking forward to doing this a lot more next year. Take care, everybody. Happy Christmas, holidays, New Year's, and all the good things. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.